the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. Ground officially breaks on South Dock Port modernization. In regional news, Montserrat Police halts human trafficking operation, rescues 19 people. Around the world, largest leaker of CIA material in history, sentenced to 40 years in prison. A look at sports and the weather forecast, all those and more coming up. Well, listeners, we are at the end of another work week. It's Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Thank you all so much for tuning in. A transformation of the country's largest shipping port that will drive down the cost of shipping, goods and services is what the government is promising will come from the $8.9 million South Dock Port Redevelopment and Modernization Project, which broke ground on Thursday, January 25th. This project had been approved back in 2020. Phase 1 will consist of a new cargo terminal with two berths and a roll-on, roll-off ramp. The new dock will be approximately 374 feet long, varying between 98 feet and 131 feet wide, dredging two deeper and wider berthing pockets and a larger turning pocket for proper, safer navigation as well. That $8.9 million allocation is the first tranche of a $50 million total cost and will cover phases 1 and 2 of the redevelopment, which is one of the government's 12 priority projects. To be completed with that funding is the following, a new multi-purpose container yard with more storage, terminal rows to facilitate smooth traffic, a new Ports Authority office, internal roads and installation of a new scale, a safe water drainage system, a larger turning basin, and raising the port to improve climate resilience. The government says that as it is making infrastructural changes, upgrades will also come to the digitization of the ports and human resources to make sure that the staff is adequately able to operate the modernized facility. And on Monday, January 8th, all schools on each island began the Social Enrichment Academic After School Program, an exciting new initiative of the Ministry of Education, Youth Sports and Social Services, launched in September of 2023 to extend learning beyond the classroom under its theme, Bright Minds, Bright Future, Developing Our Human Capital, Transforming Education Together. This program is geared towards providing a safe, productive, and enriching environment for children where they are engaged in structured fun activities, clubs, and services to develop their creativity and learning for two hours after the regular school day. The program is scheduled for Monday through Thursdays from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. This exciting initiative is built to fit parents' needs, providing the perfect solution for their busy schedules and at the same time wanting the best for their children through educational, recreational, and social opportunities. The program has approximately 1,500 students enrolled and 170 staff and community persons working with the children. Each day, the children eagerly participate in a dynamic blend of activities. These include arts and crafts, performing arts, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, tourism, heritage, farming, and environmental clubs, cadets, girls' guides, culinary, Red Cross, social grooming and etiquette, 
Girls Club, Repairs, Do-It-Yourself Club, Cosmetology, Embroidery and Crochet, Sports and Fitness, Brass Band and Marching Band, just to name a few. The ministry has also collaborated with other departments and entities such as the Sports Commission with Sports NGBs and the Department of Culture, providing resource persons for the schools in various sports activities. These include football, softball, track and field, basketball, tennis, swimming, basket weaving, and boat making. This program is facilitated by a dedicated team of professional staff in each school committed to providing a safe and nurturing environment for homework supervision, academic support, and engaging activities for each child to develop academically, socially, and emotionally. It has also fostered building strong relationships with the community by including parents and other community persons to participate and share their skills in different areas with the children. The participating primary schools include Adelaide Omler, Charles Hubert James, Eliza Simons, Enid Capron, Iris Stubbs, Ianthi Pratt, Ona Glinton, Osita Jolly, and Thelma Lightburn. The high schools involved are the A. Louise Garland Thomas High, Clement Howell, H.J. Robinson, Marjorie Baston, and Raymond Gardner. And the Turks and Caicos Islands will be given an opportunity to view the 2024-2025 electors list as of yesterday, Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Supervisor of Elections Lister Dudley Lewis posted the electors list of voters to 73 locations across the Turks and Caicos Islands. After publication of the electors list, registered voters will have 14 days to scrutinize and make any claims or objections. Electors can make claims on their own or on behalf of others, as set out in Form 3 and Schedule 1 of the Elections Ordinance. Similarly, objections can be made as set out in Form 4, also in Schedule 1. An elector who is off-island for the next two weeks may appoint an agent to act on his or her behalf as set out in Form 5 in Schedule 1. The agent must produce a sworn affidavit that he or she are acting on the claimant's behalf. Claims and objections can be submitted to the Elections Office on Pond Street in Grand Turk, the Providenciales Elections Office in Butterfield Square, and to any District Commissioner's offices or by email elections, D-E-P-T, at gov.tc. The electors list will be available for viewing in all 10 electoral districts and on the elections website page gov.tc slash elections. Please ensure that you are on the voters list and in the correct district. Now the Ministry of Health and Human Services wishes to advise the public to remain alert for the signs and symptoms of measles. While there are no cases of measles in the Turks and Caicos, we are still in the winter tourist season and during this time it is easy for measles to be imported from other regions which still have very high incidences of cases. Reports of January 24th reveals that the region of the Americas had reported over 29 cases of measles in four countries. 28 of these cases were imported from other regions. Measles is a highly infectious disease which is accompanied by a rash with fever and at least one of the following three symptoms, runny nose, cough and conjunctivitis. The rash starts behind the ears and then spreads to the head and neck, followed by the rest of the body. Other symptoms include small grayish-white spots with a bluish-white center inside the mouth, cheek and throat, as well as body aches. 
Measles is spread through droplets in the air, which are generated by the coughs and sneezes of infected persons. Measles virus can live for up to two hours in the air when the infected person coughed or sneezed. If other people breathe the contaminated air or touch the infected surface, then touch their eyes, noses, or mouths, they can become infected. Severe complications from measles can be avoided through supportive care that ensures good nutrition, adequate fluid intake, and treatment of dehydration with World Health Organization's recommended oral rehydration solution. This solution replaces fluids and other essential elements that are lost through diarrhea or vomiting. Antibiotics should be prescribed to treat eye and ear infections and pneumonia. That was your local news. Regional is up next. The United Nations Children's Fund, or UNICEF, has issued a warning indicating that Haiti is currently in the midst of a profound humanitarian crisis triggered by escalating armed violence. This crisis has had a particularly devastating impact on the nation's children. UNICEF's latest report reveals that at least 170,000 children have been forced from their homes due to the surge in gang-led violence. This surge encompasses a range of atrocities, including killings, kidnappings, sexual violence, and a severe food shortage, exacerbating the suffering of vulnerable Haitian families. That number has doubled since last year. Speaking on the matter, UNICEF representative in Haiti, Bruno Mays, emphasized the unrelenting brutality that children and families are enduring. Each passing day seems to bring fresh horrors, making it essential to address this crisis urgently. In response to the escalating crisis, the United Nations Agency is seeking $221.7 million to address the pressing needs of those affected. Haiti stands at a crossroad, desperately requiring international support to mitigate the suffering and provide a glimmer of hope amid the challenges. And a human trafficking operation has been foiled by the Royal Montserrat Police Service. Royal Montserrat Police Services reported that it received information on January 30th that a small yacht was sailing in the exclusion zone with several people on board. A patrol boat was sent out to intercept the vessel, which had 19 passengers. All persons were recovered safely and transported to Little Bay for processing. The group consisted of men, women, and children. Joint inquiries are ongoing by the Royal Montserrat Police Service and Immigration Departments to establish the facts surrounding the vessel's arrival in Montserrat. And for more than 20 years, Jamaican entertainer and international recording artist Orville Burrell, or Shaggy, and his Shaggy Make a Difference Foundation have supported Jamaica's Bustamante Hospital for Children program of Mending Little Hearts. Shaggy's commitment to the pediatric health facility over the years is unrivaled. The foundation has staged six concerts and donated more than $2 million, as well as more than 1,000 pieces of equipment. The organization's single largest spend is on equipment related to the hospital's cardiac program. They were the major donors in the purchase of a cardiac catheterization laboratory, the cost of which was in excess of $1 million. 
The foundation has also donated ventilators, monitors, IV poles, furniture, and syringe pumps. The consultant surgeon said that prior to the purchase of the cardiac catheterization lab, patients who needed this specialized investigation would have to go to the University Hospital of the West Indies to get it done in the radiology department. This, however, had several logistical challenges, including moving patients from the Bustamante Hospital to the University Hospital of the West Indies and doing procedures in their radiology unit, which at the time was not well equipped to support pediatric patients. That was your Regional News. World News is up next. Federal agents have dampened the plans of two travelers attempting to embark on a cruise from Port Miami with illegal cargo. The travelers, identified as Michael Quesenberry and Savannah Rose Minami, are facing several charges. According to the arrest report, agents seized more than 150 pounds of marijuana from the pair. Department of Homeland Security reported that 112 vacuum-sealed bags of marijuana were found in their luggage. Reports are that Quesenberry and Minami boarded the Norwegian Joy on January 11th to Southampton, England. According to reports, agents inspected Quesenberry's luggage and found 56 separate vacuum-sealed bags containing a green leafy substance. It was later tested positive for marijuana. After that discovery, agents searched Minami's luggage and found 56 more bags packed with marijuana. Quesenberry and Minami face several charges, including conspiracy to export, intent to distribute a controlled substance, attempted exportation of a controlled substance, and possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. And Joshua Schult, who was convicted of orchestrating the largest leak of classified material in CIA history, was sentenced to 40 years in prison on Thursday. Schultz, who is 35 years old, handed WikiLeaks a trove of CIA cyber espionage tools known as Vault 7 in what federal prosecutors called some of the most heinous, brazen violations of the Espionage Act in American history. He was convicted in July 2022 of illegally handling classified information and obstruction of justice after an earlier trial had ended in a hung jury. WikiLeaks began publishing the classified data from the stolen CIA files, the first of 26 disclosures, on March 7, 2017. The trove of information revealed that the CIA had hacked smartphones in spying operations and revealed the spy agency's efforts to turn Internet-connected televisions into listening devices. This according to the Associated Press. The CIA had said that Schultz placed directly at-risk CIA personnel, programs, and assets, and jeopardized U.S. national security. There was no altruistic motive behind Schultz's leak, prosecutors said, but instead of arguing it was an act of revenge against superiors who had reassigned him, revoked some of his IT privileges, and criticized him for increasingly obstreperous behavior. Schultz was also convicted last September of possessing child pornography. That was World News Sports is up next.
seven-time Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton will leave Mercedes and join Ferrari for the 2025 season, the teams announced on Thursday. In a statement on X, formerly Twitter, Mercedes said that Hamilton, who was contracted with the team until the end of 2025, has activated a release option in the contract announced last year. Ferrari, meanwhile, announced that the British driver would be joining the team on a multi-year contract. In a statement on the Mercedes website, Hamilton said, quote, I've had an amazing 11 years with this team, and I'm so proud of what we have achieved together. Mercedes has been part of my life since I was 13 years old. It's a place where I have grown up, so making the decision to leave was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. But the time is right for me to take this step, and I'm excited to be taking on a new challenge, end quote. The 39-year-old who shares the record for the most Formula One world titles with Michael Schumacher joined Mercedes in 2013 after starting his career with McLaren in 2007. A glittering period followed for the British driver during which he won six titles over the course of seven years. Mercedes has struggled to maintain its dominance in recent seasons, but Hamilton, who finished third in last year's driver's standings, signed a contract extension in August, keeping him at the team until the end of the 2025 season. However, in a shock move first reported by Sky Sports and Spanish media on Thursday, Hamilton will now join one of the Silver Arrows' greatest rivals. And over to local sports, just one week after the Inter-High School Softball Championships in Grand Turk, the top four high school basketball teams will meet for their competition. The first semifinal game tips off at 4 p.m. on Friday, February 2nd at the Gustavus Lightburn Sports Complex, where Clement Howell High will meet British West Indies Collegiate for the first time this season in this game. Following that, at 5.30 p.m., semifinal two will see Wesley Methodist face the undefeated H.J. Robinson High School, also for the first time this season. The outcome of these games will determine who will play in the championship round on Saturday, February 3rd, also at the Gustavus Lightburn Sports Complex. Third place playoffs will tip off at 4 p.m. after the opening ceremony at 3.30 p.m. Ending the night will be the championship game, Tip-off begins at 6.30 p.m. The game will be broadcast live right here on RTC 89.1 FM. If you can't be in the gym physically, join us on the airwaves. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. Here's a look at your weekend weather forecast from the TCI National Weather Service. For the general situation today, Weak high pressure continues to produce gentle winds around the Turks and Caicos Islands. Meanwhile, northerly swells will continue to promote hazardous beaching and boating conditions across the country. Special warnings, hazardous boating and beaching conditions are expected to continue across the island chain. Therefore, boaters should not venture far from port due to rough seas and ocean swells, while beachgoers should refrain from entering the waters due to rough surf and dangerous rip currents. For today's weather, a mix of sun and clouds with isolated showers possible, becoming mostly fair and cool tonight. A small craft advisory remains in effect. Winds will be north to northeast at 5 to 10 knots, falling light and variable at times. Seas 4 to 6 feet near shore, building up to 8 feet offshore. The daytime high temperature is expected to rise to 75 degrees Fahrenheit and the overnight low dropping to 70 degrees Fahrenheit tonight. 
Sunset will be at 5.38 p.m. The next low tide will be at 1.28 p.m. and the next high tide will be at 7.28 p.m. For the extended forecast, a weak pressure pattern will persist across the Turks and Caicos Islands over the weekend. A low pressure system is expected to move into the forecast area on Sunday evening. This system is expected to bring some unsettled weather and breezy conditions across the Turks and Caicos Islands on Sunday evening through Monday. Saturday, Saturday's forecast calls for partly cloudy with isolated showers possible. A small craft advisory will remain in effect. Winds will be light and variable, becoming northeast to east at 5 to 10 knots at night. Seas will be 4 to 6 feet near shore, building up to 8 feet offshore. Forecast for Sunday calls for partly cloudy skies with isolated showers possible, becoming mostly cloudy to overcast with a chance of scattered showers in the evening. Chance of rain is 40%. A small craft caution will be in effect. Winds will be southeasterly at 10 to 15 knots, becoming southerly at 15 to 20 knots at night. Seas will be 4 to 6 feet over the ocean. Sunrise will be at 6.25 a.m. and sunset will be at 5.39 p.m. That is the three-day public weather forecast issued on Friday the 2nd of February by the Turks and Caicos Islands National Weather Service. The next three-day forecast will be issued on Monday. Thank you all so much. That wraps up today's weather. Recapping the news today, ground officially breaks on South Dock Port modernization. In regional news, Montserrat Police halts human trafficking operation, rescues 19 people. Around the world, largest leaker of CIA material in history, sentenced to 40 years in prison. Once again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to The Nation Station. If you missed today's presentation, any other newscasts, or any of your favorite shows, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Turks and Caicos, it's been a pleasure. Stay safe. Have a wonderful weekend. God's willing, we'll be back on Monday. Join us again on Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.